From Public Radio International, this is The World. A co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. It's Friday, July 22nd. I'm Lisa Mullins in Boston. Shock in Norway today following a deadly bomb attack in Oslo and a shooting rampage at a political youth gathering. One American living in Norway says it all feels familiar. When you're attacked at home like this, um, you'll never feel the same. And that's kind of, you know, reminds me of 9-11 where after September 11th, there was, there's that loss of security. Also today, Greece is safe from default for now. And why you should watch for lions when a full moon is in the sky in East Africa. These stories and more coming up. BBC News with Marion Marshall. Norway is reeling from two attacks in a number of hours in which many people have been killed. The worst incident seems to have been at a gathering of young people on an island northwest of Oslo. Television pictures appear to show a number of bodies floating in the water. Police said later that they had arrested one person in connection with the shootings. Ola Torp from the Norwegian Broadcasting Corporation told the BBC that hospital sources have confirmed that a number of young people were killed. The only thing we know is that the, the, the gunmen used several uh, kind of guns. There was a shotgun, there was an automatic weapon and a rifle or a pistol. And uh, there are also um, worries uh, from the police saying that there might be explosive um, on the island that it's booby-trapped, so to say. So that operation is still ongoing, but the breaking news now is that several of the young people out there have been killed. Earlier, an explosion in the centre of the Norwegian capital, Oslo, killed seven people and injured a number of others. Police said the blast was caused by a bomb which ripped through government buildings, including the Prime Minister's office. The Prime Minister, Jens Stoltenberg, who was unhurt, said it wasn't clear who was behind the blast. It's a bit too early to confirm whether this was a terrorist attack. We keep getting more detailed information, but this needs to be verified. The police are going through it, and we will come back with more concrete information as soon as we can. The police said they believed there was a connection between the two incidents. Hundreds of thousands of Syrians are reported to have been taking part in anti-government rallies in defiance of the security forces. Activists say eight people have been killed. The protesters have managed to release more video of the demonstrations than ever before. The United Nations says government troops in the Democratic Republic of Congo carried out mass rapes of at least 47 women. The UN Office for Human Rights said the assaults were carried out over New Year in a village in North Kivu province. Here's our West Africa correspondent, Thomas Fessi. The UN says Congolese soldiers attacked the village with machetes, rifles and rocket-propelled grenades on the pretext that they were hunting rebels. They looted or burnt down at least a hundred homes. The UN says the number of women raped could be even higher since some of the alleged victims, fearing reprisals, refused to talk to the investigators. The Congolese Information Minister Lambert Mende told the BBC that the authorities would look into the allegations. The Islamist militant group in Somalia, Al-Shabaab, says it has not lifted a ban on foreign aid agencies in areas it controls. A spokesman for Al-Shabaab said the United Nations was exaggerating the severity of the drought in southern Somalia and had declared a famine to politicise the situation. Al-Shabaab controls both regions affected by the famine. World news from the BBC. 
A human rights group in Ghana has accused a government minister of promoting hatred by urging people to report suspected homosexuals to the authorities. The group said Paul Evans Adu's comments could endanger the nation's underground gay community. Mr Adu had said he wanted to rid society of gay people and take them to court. Homosexual acts are illegal in Ghana. A Spanish court has sentenced the former head of the Basque separatist group ETA to prison terms totaling 377 years. Gary Coyce Aspiasu, known as Cherokee, was convicted of 20 attempted assassinations. He was arrested in 2008 in France. ETA is blamed for more than 800 deaths during a 40-year campaign for an independent Basque homeland. Police in Northern Ireland have apologised to a couple for mistakenly arresting them moments before their wedding ceremony was due to begin. The Irish groom...